y'all. Welcome back to Coffee Family Convo. Yo, yo. No. Going down. No, how you doing? No, no, not today. Okay. Now what? <laughs> you heard what I said. <laughs> I didn't. And neither did the folks in the back. What'd you say? You. Oh, God, gross. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Welcome back to this week's episode. We are still discussing missing white woman syndrome. Yeah, it's and a pretty big deal. Yes. Apparently. Big enough that we had to do a two-parter. For real. And uh, I just want to go back over real quickly. Last episode, we talked about, you know, missing white woman syndrome, which is what I just said. Yes. Uh, One what, of the white women that was missing. Yes. What the phenomena is and how it is subtly played out in our society in a way that a lot of people do not even recognize it. Yes. Which is okay. kind of crazy. Yes. I, mean, I feel like if you're not touched by it personally, it's it could be hard to pick up on. I get it. Well, you know, people in middle middle America... I get it. You don't see black people. You don't think about black people. It's like subtle racism. A lot of people don't see it. Yeah, and when it's black ingrained. people complain about it, they'd be like, oh, you're making it up. Uh, no, that person literally did walk around behind me in the store, but okay, no problem. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get that out. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot anymore. No, doesn't it? No. Oh, okay. No, because I eyeball anybody who seems like they're following us. Oh, yeah, you, you do eyeball You got a, a fucking issue. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Anyway. There's a reason you're following around me and my wife there. Oh, dear. Eyes on your own paper, pal. Keep no. it moving. Oh, God. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, so last week we talked about Gabby Petito. Um, and we talked about Lauren Cho, you know, two women who went missing under mysterious circumstances and were subsequently found deceased. So before we get into it again this week, I just want to repeat my disclaimer from last week. Well, All right. Week before. Disclaim. Disclaim. Yes. We are in no way, shape, or form saying that one case is more or less important than the other. I really want to stress that because I feel like when people hear missing white woman syndrome, the f- first thing they think is, oh, we're going to bash, like, you know, no. white people. Hey, it's it's not Gabby's fault. No, it's not. It isn't. Um, It was a messed up case, and I made sure that I was very clear about how I felt about it when uh, we talked about it last, in our last episode. True. Um, All missing persons cases are important. And that's another thing that I forgot to mention in that episode when we spoke about Gabby Petito. Gabby's family were they were all really appreciative of all of the concern and the help and all the internet, you know, very great things that were being discussed and how much, you know, front and center this case was. But her father, I'm not sure if it was her father or her stepfather. I'm gonna say her father is because they all seem to be very um close knit. Yes. Um, he said that you know they're thankful for it but they also think that there are a lot of other cases that deserve the same attention that gabby received you know you got to respect that yes coming straight from I a do. parent yes one of her parents that's that's a really that's really something that should make you think when you realize that her parents even recognized yeah. how much attention that they got that's something that you need to consider absolutely because how easy would it be if it's your kid to just say man fuck your kids right exactly. fuck that other missing person we talking about my kid right exactly and that's not how they were about it so, um, with that, we want to talk about a couple other cases that were brought to light during the, uh, Gabby Petito's investigation. Now, when, when you Google, like, or if you look up Gabby Petito, or if Gabby Petito's got a reason to be back in the news, mm-hmm. you'll see these subsequent articles talking about, you know, 13 bodies found, remains of nine people found in the search yes. for Gabby. Yeah. It's just not true. Well, that's They the were thing. found at that time, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Anything relating to Gabby Petito or the laundry guy. Well, that's the way. What's his fucking name? Brian? Brian Laundry, yes. Scumbag. 
that's the way that it seemed to me when I first uh, started putting that together that information because remember this this happened in september so in between september and now you know as i was looking into it that's how long we've been looking into it um you still you started to see those articles about oh there's nine people we found that related to this case and there's yeah we found so and so here and so and so there and for a while people were like wow maybe brian laundry is a serial killer Mm -hmm. you know because that was one of the things that's the way they make it look yes and that's how it seemed but as we started researching, uh, we started fi- finding that a lot of these cases were not related in any way. No. Some of the ones I give credit to the search for were just people who, like, I know the one woman was actually murdered during the time, mm-hmm. and then the guy ended up confessing. Like, right. it wasn't like they just happened upon her body. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody whacked her, somebody complained she was missing, and they got the guy. It was just one of those things where we didn't hear about it because Gabby Petito was being looked for. So exactly. all we heard about was Gabby Petito being looked for. Exactly. And that's how, like how we talked about last time with Lauren Cho. When you yeah. search for things on Lauren Cho, you find information on Gabby, Gabby Petito when you're searching specifically for Lauren Cho. Yeah. And so the same goes pretty much for everybody we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So you can find different articles about them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are a little easier to come across more information than Lauren Cho, mm-hmm. but not really. It all stops after a certain date. It was like once the Gabby Petito's thing, Petito's, Petito thing, like died down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear about any of these other people again. Right. Absolutely. Like, let's start talking about this guy first. Uh, Robert Lowry. Big Bob. Yes. A 46 year old man from Houston, Texas. So he left for Jackson Hole, Wyoming on August 19th of 2021 and was last seen the following day on a trail in Bridger Teton National Forest. So you figure, okay, August 20th, last time he was seen. Mm-hmm. Now, according to his family, he had recently resigned from his real estate job and had planned several camping trips before starting a new job that he had lined up. So you figure, okay, he had his life set. Yeah, this dude's he's on it. He mm-hmm. quit a job. He's got another job lined up. He just wants to do some camping and shit first. Right. So it's not like, okay, he didn't have anything else lined up. He quit his job and, oh, you know, fuck it. He quit his job. He was like, all right, I'm going to go on a trip. And then when I start this new, I'm going to start this new job after. Let me take a break. Enjoy myself, whatever. Start Absolutely. working again. Which, I mean. It's a great strategy. If you have. If you can get it. Yes. If you have the means to do that, by okay. all means, go for it. After an ABC News newscast mentioned Lowry's disappearance during their coverage of Gabby Petito, there's tips started coming in about Lowry, which, you know what? I think that's kind of good that, you know, they they mentioned it during a time where everybody's paying attention. Exactly. Cool. So that helped. Um, They kind of blame that on why they got these tips because the people were like, oh, wow, like we can like, let's say something like we know something now. mm -hmm. Let's get it out there. Mm -hmm. I feel like people realize like how much attention they could get for that and how much help yeah. it, it had been so when you think about the gabby petito t- case um i remember seeing these tiktokers going out and doing some stuff there was a lot of things that was happening from social media platforms and things like that yeah so i feel like it kind of empowered people in a way yeah, it, it got, made them realize they can help too yes not only that but it gave people who feel or felt like their their loved one's case was being overlooked mm-hmm. to go ahead and resubmit that and get a little bit of attention in the news for it right which, again, for a couple of these, like Robert Lowry, it paid off. Right. Because they got some tips that hadn't come in. They just hadn't gotten these tips during the actual investigation. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, ABC mentions it on, you know, semi-national news, and boom, they get these tips. Right. So what's interesting is that um, the tips came in, and then they found him, his body, mm-hmm. um, in National Forest in the National Forest on September 28th, which was 
about nine days or so after they found Gabby. Uh-huh. And they found him about 45 miles, miles away from where they found her. Yeah, crazy. And they say that he died from a single gunshot wound to the head. It was classified as suicide. Which, you know, it seems a little hinky. Maybe. Since he had his other job lined up. Maybe. But you never know what somebody's going through. And and that's He might true. not have wanted that other job. He might have quit his job and gone out there on purpose to whack himself. I mean, maybe all that other stuff was a cover for, you know, how he was really feeling. Who knows? For real. Who knows? It's, it's hard tell. to call it. Um, But again, this is just one of those situations where um, you had social media involved. You have um, this case really being brought to light because of Gabby Petito. Right. But... What would have happened if that wasn't going on at the same time? Exactly. And a lot of people say, why did it take this Instagram personality, quote unquote, going missing in that area for people to come forward mm-hmm. with their tips? Mm-hmm. Well, the pigs or the cops can only do so much without the relevant info to start the search. Like these two tips came in. They had never heard this information. So it's not like they would have gone out there without it. Mm-hmm. So I would be asking all of the question for the two folks who called in the tips on his whereabouts and right, whatnot. Right. And also what was different about the second round of tips as compared to the two hikers who said they seen him there. They were the last ones to see him. So why did it take those two tips to get him out there? What information was contained there that those hikers couldn't offer? Well, maybe they didn't want to be looked at badly like the police from Utah that had right. pulled over Gabby and, and Brian. I mean, they got a lot of slack after that. Like they, they, they really said that, that that situation wasn't handled properly. Right. But I feel like that's a lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. If if I knew now what I or knew then what I know now. Right. So maybe that was kind of what that where that came from. Okay, we didn't pay it that much attention before, but look at how they're looking at this police department. Yeah. Maybe we should make sure that we're doing yep. our due diligence the way we're supposed exactly. to, the way we get paid for. Was it the attention from Gabby's case mm-hmm. and all the public pressure? Mm-hmm. Or was it just simply more accurate sightings reports? Mm-hmm. Right. It's 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 a hard call. I mean, we, we Honestly, won't ever we'll, know. I was gonna say we'll probably never know as regular ass citizens because yep. you know thin blue line stuff. Yep. Well, another thing that's interesting, another case that that came to light during that time as well, uh, was a case about a 33 year old Josue Calderon. Yeah, uh, this is another one. Yeah. So again, after the search for Gabby Petito brought more attention to the area. They found Josue uh, stabbed to death in a ravine in the Yadkin Valley um, on October 9th, 2021. That's down near Blowing Rock, North Carolina. For any of y'all wondering for your scrapbook. I don't know where. I've never even heard of Blowing Rock, California. I mean, California, North Carolina. Carolina. Neither had I. (laughs) Um, So the thing with this case, which also weird, but you know, what do I know? Um... Josue was traveling with two other men, Juan Rivera and Julio Castro, from Rhode Island to North Carolina. Right. Now, they said uh, that Calderon's family didn't know why, he, why he'd be traveling, you know, that 800 miles from Rhode Island That's to North Carolina. Yep. That's a long trip. Um, with these two guys, I don't know what his relationship is to it, but uh, according to the obituary... Uh, Julio Castro was like a brother to him. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, that was in quotes in the obituary, like a brother. I don't know. That's odd. Um, it looks like they're looking at uh, the two of them. I'm not sure if they, they think that they did it well, now, or they they're, confessed. They're positive. The authorities are positive that Rivera and Castro murdered Josue. 
but mm-hmm. they're still asking for help because they're trying to put together the timeline. Like they've got enough to take them to court. Okay. But they need more information from the public to put together the timeline so that they can definitively nail exactly when he they killed Josue. Well, what made them think? I'm just curious. Like what made them? Because you know this is not a case that you hear a lot about. Right. Um. What made them come to the realization that the two of them did it? Well, part of it was because uh the rental car or whatever that they took down there, they had all kinds of confirmation that these three were together in this rental car on the mm-hmm. way there. Mm-hmm. And at, at first they were just like looking into it. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, like maybe, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then these guys, uh, they were apprehended for allegedly, allegedly shooting a guy named Jorge Garcia, 38 year old guy, mm-hmm. right in a cafe restaurant in Rhode Island on September 25th. Hmm. So since then they, 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 put the moves on like now they're sure they are sure that they did it but uh they're looking for any any kind of tip people might have uh for having seen the car or uh Josue or these guys if you have any information uh you can call the FBI Charlotte office 704-672-6100 or even the National Park Service tip line at 1-888-653-0009 just let them know what you've seen you know, <clears throat> as an aside, I'm glad you shared that information, but it's really important that, again, to point out using uh, Gabby Petito's case as an example, I'm just re- repeating myself, you can help. You, you can. You might not think that that tidbit of information, that little glimpse that you saw is anything, but something's better than nothing. And yeah. these people are, their families that are looking for assistance. They're looking for people to take interest in these cases Absolutely. and help solve them. Any little bit helps, even mm-hmm. if it's a, uh, a partial description, a partial license plate, a partial right. description of the car, it, anything, any little bit can help. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't help in the in the search with your information, you can help when they get to the court part and it's time to make somebody pay for what they did. Right. Uh, also, it's important to point out that uh, authorities believe that this body may not have been found when it was, except that there was uh, unsubstantiated reports of either Gabby or Brian right. in the area. Right. So there was a huge influx of people like combing the highways and the the rest areas and stuff looking for any kind of clue of where Mm -hmm. Gabby may be. Interesting. And then they found poor Josue stabbed to death in a ravine. Interesting. So had they not been looking for her, they might not have found him. Exactly. Or at least they wouldn't have found him in such good condition before the animals got a hold of him. So let's talk about Sarah Bayard. Bayard? It looks like Baird to me. If you go by the handgun company from back in the day. Oh, see, I don't know nothing about that. No, a lot of people don't. They stopped making those a long time ago. Oh, so that was around the time around when you were like, you know, right bully. Yeah, when I was like young ish. Mm -hmm. Understood. (laughs) You know, before the war. Oh, God. Anyway, so Sarah, uh, she's a 55 year old from El Paso. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. 55 year old from El Paso County, Colorado. Listen, I'm going to let you get all of your L. Ron Hubbards in. And our next cult episode. Yeah, we're going to do it. Okay. For now, ugh, behave yourself. Scientology. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. I God, a motherfucker don't move his Stop it. Stop it. This is not this what we're discussing today. We're not discussing this today. I know. He's a different white woman. Anyway, y'all. So, um, Sarah was last seen on June 28th and some video footage from a convenience store gas station type place. And, uh... She was reported missing on July 4th, 2021. 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Independence Day, my ass. Now, her remains were found on October 9th, 2021. Near oh. Highway A... What? Oh, sorry. Oh. I was just trying to interrupt you. Oh, go ahead. You did it already. That's, that's, 
That's uh, mm-hmm. it's important to note though, mm-hmm. because she went missing July fourth, and by the time they found her on October 9th, they only had bones. All right, her skeletal remains were found October ninth, twenty one near Highway 83 and North Pinery Parkway in Douglas County, Colorado. Um, And because it was only her skeletal remains, they had to use dental records to identify her when she was identified October 14th of 2021. That's crazy. Barely three months went by. Right down to the bone. Right. Now, what's interesting here is that um, she was reported missing the same day that Gabby Petito posted a picture on monument rocks near where her body was found um yeah like she was a few <laughs> minutes away from yeah. where this lady went missing mm-hmm. when, she, when she took the pic that she posted to instagram that day yeah and the police claimed that they weren't searching for her when they discovered her body which I- i'm not sure yeah they just kind of so is this another happened th- across it i want to say is this another thing where they were searching for brian laundry maybe and that's how they found her because remember Gabby was found. I think Gabby was found before that. Yeah, she may have been found before that, but mm-hmm. they were checking around the area probably because of that picture. Um, that picture is the only thing that links her in the articles that I was reading, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they didn't say that, like, the police actually said it didn't have anything to do with Gabby Petito or anything like that. Like, they they happened, somebody found the remains, and that's where it went. Yeah, okay. So, Gabby was found on September 19th. Mm-hmm. Brian was found on October 20th. Yeah. So. So, yeah, they were probably looking for signs of where Brian yep. could be at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's and when again, came... that could have been people who came out and happened to find the remains of this woman because they were looking to find Brian somewhere or right. a trace of Brian somewhere. Right. And happened across her. Right. Um, so. What's interesting about Sarah is that her cause of death, her cause and manner of death have not been released to the public. Um, they're saying because of lack of tissue. Which I, I get it. I get it too. Like it's hard um, to just you know like discover stab marks or superficial wounds when there's no flesh left. Mm-hmm. But my thing, how the fuck did three months reduce her to bones? I mean, I mean that's some wild, wild out there. Well, I, I guess so. I mean, also you have to think about uh, Brian Laundry too. He was the same thing. They couldn't find. Uh, he was skeletal remains where they found him in October. He was back in Florida early mm-hmm. September, and by the middle of October, it was just bones left. So it's crazy. You know. Make sure you had the bodies well. Look for bears. Just behave yourself. So the El Paso County Sheriff's Office is asking anybody with any kind of information about Ms. Baird to contact them at their investigations tip line 719-520-6666. Don't let the numbers scare you. Give it a call. Oh, God. That didn't even dawn on me until you said that. No. Folks are superstitious sometimes. I guess. I don't know. There's also this. Uh, <laughs> I just have to take a breath because it made me think of the other thing, other cool thing. You, you know what I'm talking about. Another episode. Yeah, I'm not talking about. I'm not getting into it. I, I can't. I want to see how this plays out and then decide if we're gonna do another episode about that fool. We'll see. Anyway, um, there was another man that was found. He's still unidentified. It's a homeless man, and he was found either. Yeah, he was found in a dumpster. Yeah, well, the, it conflicts. The, near a some dumpster. Some of them say in the dumpster. Some of them say beside the dumpster, near the dumpster, mm-hmm. in or around a dumpster. Yes, at a Wal- at a Walmart in Tillman's Corner, Alabama, on September eighteenth, twenty twenty one, and they found him after a report that Brian Laundry was seen on the premises. Now that links directly, kind of. Yes. Like another direct sighting yes. of Laundry or supposed. Direct sighting of laundry. Right, right. 
led to them finding another but which you know in the parking lot of a fucking walmart in alabama not right. a place i'd want to be well that's see and now again that's interesting because this is another one we just talked about sarah now we're talking about this guy they would not have found him probably you know unless they were looking for brian Right. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's in eventually. A, I mean, he would have stunk, yeah, of but course. again, next to a dumpster, you might not notice the stink until somebody comes to get the dumpster. Right. So you're looking specifically for this one person and you stumble across something else. Um, now, they're saying that Kate, the body uh, in this this particular case or incident or whatever, however you want to word it, uh, is unrelated to laundry and, and Gabby Petito. Certainly. Um, okay, I guess. Um, and there hasn't been any coverage and it hasn't been publicized, but I feel like a lot of that is because he's homeless. Yeah. Like they're um, not going to release his name and stuff because he's homeless. Why oh, should they? I didn't unidentified uh, as well. <laughs> especially if they can't find any family or yeah, right. like you said, if they don't even know who he is. Right. But uh, also he's homeless. So he gets written off as another tragic discovery during Gabby Petito's coverage, which is unfortunate. Indeed. Um, but for me that this is the only one where I feel like it makes sense that you wouldn't have a lot of information on it. Right. He's a homeless unidentified person. There's nobody to complain that they don't have any information right. about their dead loved one. But when you have people that are complaining, that are screaming, that are raising the roof, trying to get attention for their family and you're still not giving them anything. I, I can't respect that. That's that's crazy. That's really crazy. I don't respect anybody who says somebody's not worth looking for unless that's somebody is definitely not worth looking for. Like if there's this pedophile that went missing under mysterious circumstances, maybe you don't look so hard into what happened to him. Right. Well, but just because he's homeless, you're not going to look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. some trash. I've been homeless before. That shit ain't right. Nope. I mean, I wasn't a good person either, but <laughs> that's not for this episode as well. Nah, sir. Anyway, I want to, uh, it's actually this one case that, out of all of these, it really does seem very, very related to Gabby Petito's case. Yes. But not because Brian Laundrie's involved in any way or anything like that, but just because of the no, circumstances. Not directly. No. Yeah. So I'll tell you guys about Emily Ferlazzo. And uh, Emily was a 22-year-old from Northfield, New Hampshire. And this whole case had nothing to do with a tip with from Gabby Petito. Nope, but nothing just, like that at all. Yes. Just because of other similarities between the cases. And all of this information was reported after her body was found on October 19, 2021. So that's what, the day before Brian? Uh-huh. And uh Maybe the day before they found Brian. And and this is this is a pretty pretty similar thing. Like it's so similar that the media was drawing lines in mm -hmm. comparison to the Gabby Petito mm -hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it takes a lot to get the media to stop talking about one compared to another. Well, what's interesting, though, is that they found her body just one day after she was reported by her parents. Yeah. So, uh, Emily and her husband, Joseph Ferlazzo, lived in a Chevy Express bus that they converted into a camper on her parents' property. You might be asking yourself, what the hell is a Chevy Express bus? You ever see those little Lanta buses? They only have like uh, two rows of six seats or eight seats or something like that. Like they're very small okay. little white buses. Mm -hmm. They took one of those and gutted it and made it into a camper. Okay. All right. Which, you know, that's a pretty fresh idea. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Also, it's important to note that uh, Joseph was about 20 years older than Emily. Yes. Forgot to mention that. So Gabby, I'm sorry, Gabby, you hear me? See that? That's how it goes. Emily was 22 years old and Joseph was 41 years old. Um, so 
they were planning a trip to celebrate their one year anniversary Ooh. and left on a two hour ride for Bolton, Vermont. And they left on Friday, October 15th. And they were supposed to meet Joseph's sister and her boyfriend at an Airbnb. So let's fast forward now. You figure, okay, they're supposed to meet this, uh, the sister and the boyfriend, the 15th. So we're going to fast forward now to Monday, October 18th. Mm-hmm. Remember, they found her remains on October 19th. So it's a little bit conflicting with the details, Again. but the basics are the same. You got to weed out all the Gabby Petito references and all the minor details that they, they don't care about because they just want to make a front page story for the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, Monday the, the 18th, Joseph goes to Emily's parents' house and she tells and then he tells them that him and Emily had an argument. All right. Okay. Normal enough, I guess. Except yeah. for that you're at her parents' house confessing at this point. Yeah, but all right. Arguments happen. You know, we do Absolutely. it all the time. I mean, I've never run to your parents afterward. I, I, but you know, we'll get to that in a second. Well, here, here's the thing. Joseph said that he tried to restrain Emily after when she attempted to leave, which restrain in air quotes. Don't do that. Like sometimes you got to give people space. Like I understand maybe she was hyped up or whatever. I get hyped up too, but like don't don't do that. Anyway, um, so he tried to restrain her. She punched him in the arm. And kicked them in the groin before walking out of the camper. Which is why you should be careful about when you restrain people. Don't restrain people. Don't do that. Um, and she told him that she was going to take an Uber back to her parents' house. Which, okay. Like, obviously, it must have been something that was pretty bad. That he felt he yeah. had to restrain her. I mean, given his version of the story. Either way, he felt he had to restrain her. And she got pissed off and punched him and, and kicked him in the nuts. You know. I mean, it sounds like it was a pretty good fight. Yeah. She was obviously furious. Um... Now, this is where it becomes similar to Gabby's story because Emily's parents were aware that Joseph had been abusing her da- their daughter and they worried that, you know, maybe he did something really awful Yo, to her. That's what you got to think as a parent. Yeah. You know, your little girl's getting beat up by this scumbag and you can't get her out of there. And then he comes back and says, I ain't seen her a couple of days. She said she was coming mm-hmm. here after we got in this fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something's wrong. Now, see what they did different than I would have done is that guy never would have left the house. Well, after you said that to me as her father, you never would have walked out of that living room. You'd have been sitting right there if you were lucky, breathing when the cops showed up. Well, see, here's the thing now. He went, at least he went to her parents and said, you know, well, this is what happened. And we did have a fight. <laughs> Unlike uh, Brian Laundry, who just went to his parents and they covered for his ass. I said what yeah, I said. I don't, so I, fucking bad. that family is fucked up. Period. Um. Anyway, um. so... You know, they're aware of the abuse. They call the police and they report her missing. And they told the police that Joseph Ferlazzo beats their daughter. That's an important note to make mm-hmm. when you contact law enforcement. Mm-hmm. For anybody who might be having an issue where a loved one is getting beat up by a boyfriend or a lover or whatever, it's important to tell the cops that you know about the abuse because they don't. Right. And even if they had, it's good to make sure that they're aware that this could be something more than it looks like. Mm-hmm. See, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that the family knew about it, though. I mean... Yeah. Who the, who the fuck doesn't do something about it? I, you don't know why. I, I can't get into people's you family know, dynamics. You, you can't. I, I know. There's no way to guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you can have like an educated guess sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you have an inside track somehow, you know the family. Mm-hmm. But I know me. And you know, that's not something that I would allow to happen. Right. It's just not. And I've known other parents who will show up at your door. My grandfather yep. stuck a shotgun in my father's face mm-hmm. and told him the next time will be the last time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some parents just don't fucking play. Some parents don't play. And you know what? There's, that's that's good on them, as they should. 
but other times like i said you don't know the dynamics so we don't know why why they knew what was happening and yeah you know whatever. i'm not trying to shit on them it just no, looks no. suspect like why the fuck no I'm not, I'm not either because again I, I ain't saying you gotta fucking kill the guy you don't have to put a shotgun in his face yeah. you ain't gotta slap the shit at him but it doesn't hurt to call the police uh again they, they we must they must know why i'm not i'm not gonna dog them out for that because it is what it is I'll there, do there's the a reason oh god there's a reason you'll be the good cop Heidi. thank you i try <sighs> until i can't be and then you know everybody can get it anyway then there's no cops <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so here's here's what happens next and it's a little bit vague and weird but um somehow or another somehow or another we have joseph talking to her parents emily's parents telling her what happened mm-hmm. and then the very next day somehow joseph is back in vermont which uh-huh he left i don't right after know he told him he left yeah i don't know how how that happened like how they were like oh yeah she's missing can't find hmm. my daughter are right, you guys you can leave like no the cops need to be here and like question this guy but also again they lived on her parents property right in this, in this lanta bus van right so who knows maybe he escaped like maybe he snuck out the house or something I, I, I don't know however it happened he ended up in vermont again the next day yes and uh he got a ride from one friend to another's friend's house to back to wherever he parked his camper or something like this um yeah apparently he had left the the lanta camper at a friend of his house mm-hmm. and he called a ride from another friend back to that friend's house mm-hmm. where he had the camper right so ends up there and um when they get to the camper there's cops everywhere and the friend is like well you know what the fuck happened yeah what the fuck's going on with your camper here why is it pigs everywhere and according to the story very casually allegedly very casually um he tells the friend that oh the cops are there because i killed my wife and she's in the camper you well know, regular 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 stuff that we all seem to do i would imagine they had to be pretty good friends for him to just come out with it like that i, I just want to say again allegedly because we don't know for sure that's how it was said but based yeah. on what we've read that's what happens so the friend like freaks out and he kicks joe out of the, the car but As joe fucking should <laughs> right <laughs> but joe doesn't go to the camper uh, the police find him, though. Again, as he should. <laughs> <laughs> the police find him at a nearby convenience store after the friend calls in and reports what happened. Now, so that I'm not I really sure. don't get. It's like, weird. You pulled up close enough to see the cops. Yes. And you kick the guy out of the car. Yes. But you leave and call the cops to tell them that you just dropped them off by the cops. Don't know how that works. I, don't, I, mean, I, don't I guess know. when you're scared, you're scared. Scared people do crazy shit. Maybe he was trying to be a good friend. I don't know. Again, yeah, I mean, I get that too. Don't like maybe know. they really were close enough where he thought he could trust him with that information, and then guy just couldn't handle it because you know cops are already here. They probably see my car. What if I get involved? Now you got to snitch because you don't you don't feel like getting caught. I feel like there's a lot more to this than what we're, we we got from it. You yeah, know what I mean? Again, like, it's tough to come across stuff. Yes, it's very vague information. So I I, I don't know. And every news source, every outlet wants to tell you the same exact story with the same details. Right. One of them might add what color shirt he was wearing or right. make up a detail. Right. It's weird. It's weird. So either way, cops grab him and he confesses. And this is the story that he you tells. Bitch. This is the story. This is his version. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, how it always happens. Huh? It's how it always happens. His version, you're saying? Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, he tells them that him and, em- and Emily had begun... Begun begun arguing early on friday and the argument followed them throughout the day which you know of course it happens fine i get that um and 
Joseph's sister and her boyfriend corroborate this information, which, okay. That makes sense. I get You're it. driving over there. You're still fighting when you get there. They're going to know about it. I get it. Um, so after returning to their camper at the sister's Airbnb, he says that Emily punched him and then kicked him in the groin before going to lay down in the early morning hours of Saturday, October 16th. This woman apparently is always punching him in the fucking arm and kicking him in the groin. I mean, but if he's like really fucked up and abusing her, I feel like he deserved what he got. I just don't feel like it's true, though. Like, that that she punched him and kicked him in the groin. And then went to sleep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Of course, maybe. But it seems to be his go-to tale for why he loses control. I guess. I got punched in the arm and then she kicked me in the nuts. And that's enough for you to do what you did next? All right. Well, let him know what he did. He said that uh, he waited about five to ten minutes, which weird. Waited five five to ten minutes. You got to make sure she ain't ready for it. And then straddled her in the bed and shot her twice in the head with a Glock. Now, my thing is, wait a second. What did you wait for? So, I mean, you had time probably, and you thought about it uh-huh. and you planned out what the fuck you were going exactly. to do and then you executed. Okay, got it. Understand. Literally executed. Literally executed. I got it. I got you. He then says that he put a garbage bag over her head and moved her to the bathroom of the camper where she bled out while he met his sister and, his, and her boyfriend at a restaurant for breakfast. You okay. piece of shit. The first thing here, you that five to ten minutes wasn't just him stewing because he was smart enough to have had a garbage bag handy mm-hmm. for when he shot her in the head, which mm-hmm. he knew he was going to do so that the blood didn't get all over. Mm-hmm. And then he just moved her to the bathroom and went to fucking breakfast. Piece of shit. Uh, he confessed that uh, there was about 12 to 15 hours or so that passed while he went to go get breakfast and drove the camper to his friend's house before he began dismembering her body with a handsaw and placing it in garbage bags. Again, yeah. piece of shit. That is that is a task to take on. Let me tell you, that's not. I don't know if any of y'all have any butchering in your your past, but even with the right equipment, disjointing a cow or a pig or any animal, not easy, especially if you're using a fucking handsaw. This dude right here, boy. Um. So the investigators found a total of eight bags containing her remains when they executed the search warrant of the camper. This <clears throat> this man, sorry, had to clear my throat before I said what I was gonna say. Uh, entered a not guilty plea at his arraignment for first degree murder. But he's yeah. going to be held without bail until the trial is over. I feel like that's the right call. Also, probably going to be one of those, oh, it was a crime of passion, please. So that's how you get not guilty for first degree murder out of, yes, I chopped her up and put her in garbage bags 15 hours after I shot her in the face twice. What were we talking about earlier today about the uh, crime of passion? Was it a, a Dateline episode or something? Yeah. Yeah, guy got 11 years for beating a man to death uh, because he walked up on the guy and his wife was sitting on the guy's lap in a car. And he killed him. Yeah, literally beat him to death in the car. Okay. He got... This guy had a friend of his get rid of the cell phone that belonged to the guy. He parked the, the car with the guy's body in another friend's garage for six days or something like that. And then he got his mother or grandmother-in-law's maid to rent a storage unit where he hid the car she rented a u-haul van for him so he'd go dump the body and this motherfucker got 11 years for second degree manslaughter Mm -hmm. oh forgot to mention that the girlfriend was aware of what happened she was there yes and she um, knew exactly what happened where the body was where all the all of the things and she got nothing because she had immunity yeah everybody everybody had immunity except for the killer 
and that motherfucker got uh, uh, eight and a third to eleven years for mm. second degree manslaughter. Awful, awful. Well, because and they it's called a it a crime of passion, passion. Mm-hmm. even though he had been overheard before saying that he's going to kill this guy if he ever comes around his wife again. Disgusting. Anyway. Yeah, that's how shit works. Uh huh. Shit, literally. And that's how I feel about this case with uh, Joseph Ferlato because uh, there is no excuse for any of that. If somebody pisses you off that badly and you're in a relationship with them, just don't be with them. Just go about your life. I mean, if you do have to shoot them, you don't have to cut them up into pieces. That's not what I said. Either. That's not what I said. Yeah, what but I you stop short sometimes. I, I, I didn't. I know. Some, some, some people deserve to get shot in the fucking face. No, I don't care. we're not supporting this behavior. I'm saying that. I'm not supporting this particular guy's behavior. I'm saying but I'm that. I'm not telling people not to shoot somebody in the face if you can't get out of that relationship either. Because that's how a lot of women get beat the fuck up. Because they ain't got the, the wherewithal to shoot that motherfucker That made in the me face. think of Invisible Man that we watched yesterday. See that? <laughs> that's another situation, another case of abuse. Um, and not necessarily physical abuse, but psychological ab- abuse. Like narcissistic abuse and things like that. And uh, that guy freaking abused the fuck out of, out of that woman. In, in ways and, and isolated her name mentioned in the movie that he isolated her from her friends and, and did all kinds of things to really fuck her over yeah and in the end she uh she got him sure did check out that movie that, that was, was decent five and a half out of ten i would say i uh, gave it a six it wasn't it wasn't bad to me like i'm not you know i mean it, it got to points that it was like we were guessing what was going to happen next yeah um it's an obvious plot thing yeah but it's interesting the way they play it out mm-hmm. um so i thought that was that was an interesting an interesting movie and it, when we're talking about um emily falazzo right just now and even our episode about gabby petito it made me think of the invisible man well i thought of the invisible man we, um well i'm sorry i thought about gabby petito while we watched yes, the invisible that, man yes there you go thank you because i could not get that out for shit. no i got you today's one of those days for me i'm having all kinds of word issues and blah, 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 benefits blah, to being married to somebody who listens when you talk thank you i most appreciate of the time. that most of the time uh-huh except for that other time well i mean you know Mm-hmm. Men happen. Oh God. Well, anyway, that made me think of uh, Gabby Petito case because when we talked about um, the way that she was being abused, yeah, um, a lot of that seemed like that psychological stuff. It might not have just been physical abuse. Obviously, it was physical abuse. Yeah. But um, especially when you watch that video footage, the the police cam footage, and the way that she reacted to the things, and how she took the blame for a lot of stuff. And yeah. A lot of things. You really made you really put it into perspective. And uh, absolutely. Was... You know, I watched my mother do that for mm-hmm. years and years and years. I mm-hmm. mean, I was almost 20 when they split up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen her get beat so bad that, you know, the ambulance has to come. She's got to go to the hospital for a few days, you know, sometimes in the ICU. And as soon as she's able to talk, it's, oh, it's not his fault. Right. He didn't do it. Right. Oh, what happened? I felt you didn't fall. There's knuckle prints on your face. Right. She'd be like, oh, I deserved it. I was running my mouth. See, Whatever it is, they take blame. She's an example of someone who should have left exactly. many or times Or shot that over. bastard in the fucking face. I ain't saying that shit. Well, that's because you didn't get to see it. I know I didn't see it. I know. I, and I understand because it's a different perspective because you experienced that. Um, she should have left or however you want to put it. Should have done something. She should have done something. That uh, let's, let's put it at that. She should have done something because the things that she sat through is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, and with kids too. Yes, so. that you guys witnessed a lot of things that you had no business seeing or being around or, you know, having happened to y'all. That was, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So uh, my, my words of wisdom for the day. If you are in a relationship or in a situation where you are being abused or mistreated, I'm not saying like he said some reckless things to you and you got upset. Don't be ridiculous. That's not what I'm saying because 
certain people here in this room with me sometimes say reckless things and it gets on my nerves and it is what it is and I'll walk away and we'll come back to it later. I'm not talking about that. That's not abuse. I'm talking about being fucking right it's not <laughs> you are so, yo you lucky i have so much respect for you because i was about to say something so reckless just now but what i'm saying is and, and we're laughing about it but what i'm saying is seriously you find yourself in a situation where you are being abused where you're being manipulated where you're being violated leave leave it's there's, not easy i, I get help. that we, we we know that we've spoken about it in depth Many, many times over. We've talked about it in detail. The best thing you can do for yourself is to leave because that person, be it a man or a woman or otherwise, they will not change. No. That stuff does not get better. It gets worse and worse and worse over time. For so long as you stay, they have no reason to change. Yeah. You are giving them exactly what they want. That's why they're treating you that way. Yep. Because they don't want you to leave. They don't want you to leave and they know you're not going to. They, they expect, they start, I don't say that, they expect that you're not going to. Exactly. Because if they thought for a second that you might leave, they're not going to do it. Quick story. Or then? they'll just kill you flat out. Well, there you go. So either way, your best idea is to get the fuck out of there. I've spoken about my personal experience before. Uh-huh. I have to say this. I've, I've shared this with you. Uh, the individual that I was with said to me one day, oh, I know you're not the kind of person that will turn your back. Yeah, they count on that. Yes. They count on you being a fucking sucker. Yes, and you know me. I'm the kind of person, I will ride with you. I will ride with you because that's who I am. I will ride. Mm-hmm. But at some point, yo, I'm pumping the brakes. That's it. That's it. Hard. And that Sometimes was the thing. Sometimes you got to tuck and roll. Yes. and ab- Well put, tuck and roll. And that's what I did. I did. I did the tuck and roll. I jumped off that ride so hard, left bruises, scrapes. I'm jumping off the ride I'm saying yeah yeah you know not literally well whatever not literally but at some point you have to realize that person's going to count on the fact that you're not going to leave they expect exactly. that you're going to stay there and you're going to take it because you've taken it before you yeah. dealt with it before you you know how it is and when it's good it's good and when it's bad it's awful um it's okay to walk away it doesn't is. matter what they tell you how they try to guilt you into staying oh nobody else is going to want you or oh come back because so and so is wrong I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to this. I'm keep you know walking. What? Let keep him kill himself. Walking. And yes. So what if no one's ever going to love you again? This guy doesn't fucking love you or this girl. This person this doesn't person, either. Don't let right. them guilt you into taking right. another fist in the mouth Absolutely. just because you think nobody else is going to like Absolutely. you any better than them. You can go be by yourself. Let me tell you. Or, you know, buy a toy or a, a, an escort all, or something. All of those things is what I said. Do you think that that person did that no one else is going to love you like that person did? Let me tell you something. I heard that and I found someone that loved me way more than that. Who? You know who. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm serious. Like, there's nothing wrong. You don't. That's all crap. I know so many women who have heard that. Yeah. And have went on to find the love that is for them. There is somebody out there for you. And it's not the one that's manipulating and abusing you. The, The worst part of it is. If you stay, you'll never know. You'll never find another person That's right. to find out. That's right. That's right. Take a time. Take a step away. Take some time to yourself because Man. that is crucial. You take that time to yourself to learn yourself, to heal yourself, and let what's meant for you come to you because it will come. It might not be today or tomorrow, but what's mm. out there is for Ain't you. saying it's going to come easy or come free either. Sure won't. But the price you got to pay might be figuring out how to get the fuck out of the situation you're in. Listen. Uh, if my mother had gotten out of the situation she was in, mm-hmm. even five or ten years sooner, it could have been different for her. 
It could have been different for her. It could have been different for you. Oh, it definitely would have been different for It could have been different for your brother. Like, it, it could have been a whole different life than what you guys deserve because it's it's so crazy to listen to the stories. Like, you tell me stuff. Like, I, I know a lot of stories. And every once in a while, you yeah. come out with something else. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. You got to figure something else happened every so day. That is so crazy to me. One of us got a beaten every day. <sighs> Most of the time, all of us. Mm-hmm. But at least one of us caught a beating every day. Meaning, when you say all of us, that means your mother included. My mother, my older brother, myself. That's all of us oh. at that time. Because my little brother came way later in the, the situation. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't get beat up. He got the mental abuse. Mm-hmm. But uh, by that time, my father had been part of that cult, so he stopped beating us. Oh. Also, I had thrown him down a flight of stairs. Uh, so he kind of gave up on beating me. Uh, just, just to clarify, you threw him down the flight of stairs because he was trying to beat you. <laughs> Yeah, like I wasn't just like, hey, this wake what I'm up. saying. It sounds here, really bad. Let me show you something. It sounded bad. I know the story, but if you tell just that part, yeah. it sounds like you. It, it sounds like elder abuse, right? Yes. And he wasn't old at the time. I was just young. I was 15. That put that man at what, 37? Something like that. So by that time, you had enough. I had had enough. I understand. You, you only get punched in your face so many fucking times where you're like, you know what? I'm going to stab this motherfucker. But I feel like. But I didn't stab him, though, because. I feel know, like you don't he get away from that. that. I'm gonna get caught. I feel like at some point he knew that. He knew that it would get to a point where he absolutely did. You he would was be training me too for that. big to take that. That's you know that slap around or whatever yeah. it was. He would. No, I'm saying slap around is a different. You know. But he, <sighs> he was raising me to eventually turn and bite him. Right. So, even though it wasn't a fun trip, he got what he put in. Like he, that's what he invested all those beatings for, so that one day I would turn around and not let anybody beat on me. Himself included, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not condoning the way, but it was effective because I get real touchy when somebody tries to fuck me up now. Yes, <laughs> or or like when they try to like grab your arm, not in yeah. a violent way. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> no, there will be no restraining of my person at any time by yeah. any person. Yeah. If I give permission to the police to put their handcuffs on, typically they they look at me and they thank me for cooperating. Because I, there have been times where I didn't, and it was really bad. I am very uptight about restraint. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All I can say is yep, because I know this to be true. <laughs> I mean, it happens. I know. I understand. I understand because <laughs> I know what you went through, so it's different. But it's weird, like, if I didn't know. Yeah. It's, it's like When you see me with people like Samad, like, uh, when I see Samad, give him a handshake, quick hug. Right. You know, no homo. Just like regular ass, we, we brotherly and stuff. But like you, somebody reaches to shake my hand and I don't know them. Usually I punch them in the hand or just slap their hand like, you know, hey. <laughs> or they put their hand down and just say, how you doing? <laughs> I'm not. Don't fucking touch me. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to tell when I'm around people that, you know, like I give a shit about. But <laughs> it's funny because I've seen it and, and it, it's not funny, but it's funny. I, <laughs> it's not funny when it happens. No, like it's, it's my natural reaction. I know. To like I don't just think like, oh, I'm going to be a dick to this guy. No, it, like, I know. No, just, why the fuck are you reaching toward me? I get it. I, again, I get it because I know you <laughs> and I understand. But it, to talk about it and explain it to people, it's funny to say yeah. it because it sounds ridiculous. When, when you but reach for me, I start reaching for whatever I have on my waist. It's accurate because you really have. And that's that's something that you, you carry directly from your childhood yes, trauma. And it I acts out in ways me. that you don't even realize. No, I, I, that's true. I don't always. I realize. Know. <laughs> I that, know. I mean, that shit will creep up on you. I know. I know. And, which is why, as a a battered uh, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever mm-hmm. it is, 
need to get out of there. You don't want to end up all fucked up. But that's the thing. And that's like, that now, goes back to what I said last on the last episode where we talked about the instance where you said something and I responded in that way of like trauma. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, whoa, we both, it both it caught us both off guard. And it really made me think like, wow, I really behold, I, I really carried that still. Like, yeah. I still have that in there. Um, knowing full well that you're not going to do anything like that to me. Um, this is the safest relationship that I've ever been in. And I, I'm, I feel like I found you being the kind of person that you are because you're so um, safety conscious. I feel like I think I was gonna say. Thought you was gonna start talking trash. No, I was. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking honestly because you are so safety conscious. You're very concerned about my safety wherever I go. Absolutely. And um, I feel like that is exactly what I needed to be able to feel safe with someone. Um, after being in a situation where it was not safe. Right. I did not feel Man, safe. I, can't feel I did not safe. feel protected at all. I can't feel safe with my person like sitting around like if you're going out i gotta know that you got something on you i gotta know that mm-hmm. you're looking for something to happen you're ready for something to happen you can defend yourself you can hold your own mm-hmm. and at least get back to the car with the kid without something happening right like if i can't count on that then i can't because i gotta come everywhere you go right because you know you're, somebody's gonna have to protect you because you're here in that paranoid in that way i get it i get I mean, it i don't like calling it paranoid i know you know what i'd be saying pre-paranoid yes i've been called paranoid since i was a kid i'm paranoid <laughs> my father walks around with 38 in his jacket and he used to point it at us when we piss him off like, i'm not paranoid <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> but what i'm saying is that was you you offered me that safety that i didn't have and that was something that i i didn't actively seek right but or even realize that i needed until i got it if that makes sense I was probably in my early 30s before I realized that that's the kind of person I am. Like, I really do protect the people around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always on purpose. It's just one of those things. Like, when I see somebody getting bullied, like uh, yesterday we were in that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And this couple that was kind of like right in my view, like just looking forward. Like, I basically couldn't avoid looking at them without physically avoiding looking at them the whole time we were there. Mm-hmm. And you could tell. That this is an abusive relationship. The lady had makeup on, covering a black eye. Mm-hmm. She's talking, and like she starts like laughing with the. It's like a double date: two guys, two girls. So the women are laughing with each other, and she starts laughing loud. This dude just take his hand and put it in the middle of her back, and like it looked like he like squeezed, and she just shut up and looked at the table like mid laugh. She just stopped, put her fucking head down, looked at the table. And then this dude start talking, and he kept his hand there until she was allowed to talk again. Hmm. Like, when I see shit like that, I want to get up and crack that guy's fucking coyote over there. Because you've experienced that. You've seen that firsthand. Exactly. I know that's, that's abuse crazy. right there. I want to come over and I want to fucking break you. I want to abuse you the way that I see you're abusing that woman. But you see, the thing is that a lot of people don't catch that. Because they those don't. things are so subtle. They don't They don't catch that at all. I'm, I'm not the type of guy to get out and like, yeah, obviously that guy blacked her eye. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck happened, he punched her in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. First of all, what kind of fucking friend are you that you're sitting across from her at this table and you're not bringing that shit up to that guy? Because they probably didn't know. You was a bitch. They probably didn't know. Yo, you ask her, how'd you get that black eye? Listen, it happens. It's easy. That's how you protect your friends. Excuse me. It's easy to miss those things, though. It's very easy I mean, to it is, miss those little... but I'm a stranger and little... I've seen the black eye. Because you experienced it, so you know what to look for? I mean, yeah, when when it comes to like him putting his hand on her back, yeah. there was a lot. Yeah. Like, I pointed yeah. out a lot of shit that was pissing me you off did. with that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like as a friend, when you see your girlfriend with a black eye, ask her why. And when she says she ran into a door, you call her a fucking liar. That's like uh the other movie we watched this weekend. Which one's that? Fear. 
Oh, that old Marky Mark joint. Oh, I'm glad that you let me God. trick you into watching that, that movie. That was so terrible. For its time, though, like it was on point. And it's one of those ones that like really makes you think like that. Yes. All the way up to like the finale. That kid could have got away with all that shit. Yes, because he looked like the clean cut nice boy yeah, he's the boy next door yeah how nice he is he's so respectful right well the dad knew from jump like that was yes because the dad BS. was like you're trying to get pussy right because he even didn't like the relationship that he had with his wife which uh -huh. you know everything was really questionable but that that's another example of that abuse like for okay the friend the friend was being abused by her boyfriend and that guy subsequently yeah. as well and all of that but it wasn't clear that that was what was happening it's really hard to catch a lot of those things sometimes you don't you don't know it's hard to know what to look for right it's hard to it's hard to know but I, I feel like when you look at somebody you know and you see things that are red flagish, you should address it you might you be should. wrong that's how you look out for your friend and if you're wrong then all right be a fucking jerk but you're a fucking jerk right. because you tried to help your friend right i think that sometimes those are things that we we are afraid to speak on and i can say that's true because sometimes like some of my friends will be in situations where i'm like that mm, mm, that ain't the one but yeah. and you don't always want to say it because then it puts you as right. a bad guy and that puts you on yeah, the out. Now, I was going to say now you two can't be proper friends again because right. a either they're not going to agree with you and they're going to stay with this person. And now you're the asshole or they're going to stay with them temporarily. Find out that you were right and they can't talk to you anymore because you were right. And they're ashamed. Right. It's hard to it's hard to to make that call. But I feel like if it's really bad and you're really concerned, you got to be willing to risk it for your friend. I had to learn the hard way that you can't get involved as a stranger in that kind of thing. Mm hmm. Because, you know, you see somebody beating the shit out their wife in the parking lot and you go over there and you break his fucking arm. Now this woman's yelling at you that you hurt her husband and she's calling the cops. Right. So, or even if your friends, you know, I've seen before, not personally, like I haven't personally been through it, but I've seen before where somebody steps up like, yo, like, who do you think you are punching my friend in the face? Like, I've known her all my life. Like, you better get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And the girl's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And two days later, she's sucking his dick again. Right. Like, this, I mean, what are you going to do? Now you're the friend who kick this guy out maybe you whipped his ass and now y'all can't be friends right. because she's back with him it happens stuff like that happens it's, it's, when it's, it's your friend though it's worth it you're not a friend if you don't try to help true that's absolutely true what do they call that when you take the alcoholic to the liquor store and lend him money to get booze oh enabling enabling there you are you're enabling you're enabling that cocksucker to do whatever they want yeah and i ain't saying it's, it's all men either don't get me wrong i've seen abused men in my life uh, yes. It wasn't in my family dynamic, let me tell you. Clearly not. But uh, I have seen it. Like yeah. I've seen dudes that get pushed around by little fat women and everything. Like, oh, God. I feel like that's... It's something. That's something that... I, I really wanted to, to get into that in the episode, but it's really hard to find... That's another thing. Like, it's really hard to find statistics about men that are in uh, domestic violence situations. Yes. We had a plan to talk about that from our very first season of Coffee Cream and Convo and it's an important thing that people should hear about i mean i researched i did so much reading so much and i cannot find enough statistics and enough stories to tell yeah. to be able to share that and and that's so upsetting because people really think and it's like in the same vein people think that men don't get raped yeah people think that men don't get abused and bullshit they sure the bullshit fuck do right. So Man. it's really hard. It's really it's really crazy when you think about that. That's another thing that I mean, I'd love to talk about it. I really would. I feel like those are things that we talk about things in cases where that's not discussed as, pre as, as, as heavily as other things are. And I feel like that that's really in our vein to be able to talk about. 
men in in those kind of relationships. But I don't have enough (laughs) information. I think part of it is because men are shamed. Yes. Like, not just by other men either. Like, this isn't just a regular-ass toxic man thing. Yes. It's it's got little to do with masculinity sometimes because you'll get punked by a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, just because I punched you in the fucking face? What are you, a fucking bitch? Right. Um, right yes right. i guess so because i let you punch me in my face and i right. do shit about it like, uh, i've seen guys who were bullied by women just because they'll abuse him and be like what are you gonna do tough guy you're gonna hit me right and you know no he's not gonna hit you but that doesn't mean he should keep letting you hit him because he's a man right so either they don't report it or the fucking cops don't take it seriously i think that's a that's that that that's another thing that's like that that i don't think what the right word is but all i can come up with is toxic that's not the word though um but it is it's a level of toxicity for you to believe as a man that another man is not abused yeah or is not possible like what what do you what (laughs) obviously i'm not gonna mention any names here okay but i know a guy who was raped by a couple of women Mm -hmm. and like it was like a shaky situation like he put himself into it like a lot of women do right unsuspecting like right and like he was fucked up right and when he woke up he was being taken advantage of right and now he didn't want to be with these bitches he was just trying to party a little bit and when he was telling, there was a group of us that he was telling about it. And I was uh, one of, I don't know, six people there. And I was the only one who was hearing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And these other people were clowning him so bad. That's awful. Talk about, you ain't get raped. Like, you liked That's it. That's awful. Talk about, was your penis hard? Then you liked it. nothing to do with that. That's just like <laughs> back in the day when they was like, well, if you had an orgasm, then it wasn't rape. If you got pregnant, then you liked it. That's crazy. Because the thing is, first of all, if you understand the way the, the human body works, you would a realize that a penis will get hard b you realize that a vagina is going to start to secrete moisture and secondly you cannot control an orgasm if you're getting stimulated in the right way it's going to happen so i'm not really sure where this idea that uh you know it's not rape if you orgasm it's not rape if you get hard like that's that's bs yeah i remember huh you know, me and my law and order SVU. Dun, dun, dun. Remember there was an episode about that where that was a whole thing. A lady was so ashamed because she had an orgasm while she was being raped. Oh yeah. And um she really was, you know, embarrassed because of that. And I can understand why that would be embarrassing, but I just of don't course. understand how people I really feel like I really feel like a lot of people do not understand anatomy and that's part of it. How our sexual organs work. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a penis, but I know, you know, the generals of the things and how this works. General and how that specifics? Goes. Yes, because I feel like that's something that I should know. I know how my vagina works. I can't yeah. tell you how many people think that pee and, and menstrual blood come out of the same hole. Like, Man. what? What? <laughs> what? It does not. Just want to let you know, in case you thought that was the case, it is not. But there are a lot of grown people that believe that. Yes. So yes, indeed. I don't know how we got to all of this, but this is definitely off topic from where we needed to go with oh, this it was episode. Abuse, cycle of abuse and dumbassery. Very good. Um, I think that uh, we pretty much covered all of the things that we needed to delve into. I think so. We got everything on the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hit all the major points. Yes. Took up all the proper minutes. I think that. Shared enough of my past. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like. It's funny you talk about that a lot. No, you don't like to talk about it. I find yeah. myself sharing more about the situations that I've been in than I wanted to share about. But I feel yeah. like we have this platform for a reason. Exactly. And we should use it. I saw a meme the other day and I wish I could. It's gone now. It's in my story. Um, I wish I could remember it. But it was something along the lines of we go through the things that we go through 
in order to help other people who are struggling with it now. Yeah. That's not how it was worded exactly, but that's the gist of what it was. That's the the general idea behind it. Yeah. And I feel like in as much as we do laugh and we talk crazy things and we're very silly and we cuss and carry on a Mm. lot. There's a lot of things that we share because we know that through those things, it not only brings healing to us, but it brings healing to other people. Exactly. And it does help inspire women, men, people in general who need that um, little push absolutely towards making better decisions for themselves so a lot of people look at me like i'm this strong person Mm -hmm. because i don't let things get to me Mm -hmm. i don't let things get in my way Mm -hmm. i don't let things really bother me Mm -hmm. like in that emotional kind of way Mm -hmm. and uh it didn't just like happen that way like i wasn't just born unaffected by things so when we start talking about stuff like this 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 abuse and stuff and you know this guy uh, narcissisting his way into this woman's life. Wow, baby. And, yeah, made that one up for y'all. <laughs> and, you know, completely controlling her until right. he's fucking cutting her up and putting her in garbage bags. Like, I I lived with a guy who was willing to do that if my mother got out of line. Right. And even though, no, I do not like sharing stuff like from my childhood and from my past most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it does make me uncomfortable to talk about it because, you know, that's something I lived through. Both right. of these people are, you know, a part of my life right or well at least were at some point mm-hmm. but when we sit here and we're talking about this stuff like i feel like it's it's pertinent to not just the story but to the message that we're sending right to show that yeah like i lived through that yeah i seen what that does yes i'm telling you to get the fuck out and yes you feel like there's no way to get the fuck out but i'm telling you as someone who had to watch that for their entire life there's always a way there's always a way out you got that right I'm one of those people, and, and I say this, and I've said this on our, because um, I've had a lot of conversation on our, our social media about just this um, in some of the posts that we made. Listen, you need somebody to talk to? Right here. I'm going to give you all of the words of encouragement that there you, you need and all of the support that you need. Because I feel like maybe it's easier to tell a stranger. Sometimes it's easier be. to tell somebody who's not in your inner circle, yeah. but knows what you're going through. That's half of what therapy is. Exactly. So... We're sharing all this because we know that it'll reach the ears of the people that need it. You don't have to tell us but if it did or it didn't, but we know that it did because I've seen it happen. I've heard, I've had people come to me and be like, oh, you talked about so-and-so-and-so and and this is what happened. And, you know, I've never told anybody. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, but here's what I'm going to tell you because if somebody else could have told me that, maybe it would help exactly or maybe not because you know i'm kind of stubborn and i need to see things through you can give people advice all day it's just like we said before about Mm -hmm. you know telling your friend i know he gave you that black eye or i know she punched you in your fucking face that's why y'all fucked up right um yeah there might be some blowback from that but in the end like even if they don't take your advice now eventually they'll see that yeah you were right right just you have to hope it's before somebody's straddling them in the bed with a clock in their face exactly you know how many times you have told me things and I didn't want to hear it in the moment. But mm-hmm. when the time came that I needed the message, it rang in my head again. Yeah, man. So I know that it will, for whoever needs the message, they will receive it. Even if it's not right now, when they need it, they will receive it. And this is why we do what we do, among other reasons. But this is one of, for me at least, this is one of those yeah. things that I feel is really important. Um, Because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to share things that, you know, I find interesting or that, you know, I experienced that may help some other people and that's that's is all part of it for me so i like this it comes with the platform if, yes if you want to be a stand-up person i'm a stand-up person all right <laughs> anyway y'all 
No, stand up. Spin around for me. I'm sitting down, but as soon as we're done, you bet your ass I'm going to stand up and spin around and probably sing some more Hamilton stuff and, you know, whatever. Maybe All right, little, let's get to it. A little video gaming and, uh, you know, all those, those things. Anyway, have a great week, y'all. Yeah, enjoy yourselves. I jo- hope you enjoyed this. Yes, join us next week for another topic. Maybe it'll be another serious one. Maybe not. We'll have to tune in. Never know. Well, I mean, they will. (laughs) Don't do that anymore. It's fucking creepy. (laughs) Anyway, join us next week. Oh, God. Is that going to be next week? No. Oh. No, we're looking toward the end of the season for that. Okay. It's a lot of work to put that together. Fine. It's a long-ass book. I've got to figure out how to turn 600 chapters into 45 (sighs) minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. I can. Right now, I'm having problems stretching it out. Okay. Well, anyway. Nope. Anyway, uh, we'll see y'all next week for a brand spanking new episode. Word up. Take care of each other out there. (laughs) See y'all then. Coffee Cream and Convo is hosted by Heidi and Tommy Brown. Email us at coffeecreamandconvo at yahoo.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Join us at Coffee Cream and Convo on Instagram or Dead Savage on Facebook. Be sure to visit us on our website at deadsavageproductions.com. Coffee Cream and Combo is a Dead Savage production. Outro by Brie. Bye!